0: Show that's my open. That's what they used to call me, Swivel hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford show that's delicious. Boom sauce, everybody. Boom sauce. I hope everyone's ready for a great Thanksgiving week, and we're gonna help kick that off with what we think is a pretty good podcast. Tanner Howe, probably the best story of the Red Sox 2020 season. In case you weren't familiar, and if, if you weren't familiar, then you hadn't been paying any attention to the Red Sox in 2020. Is a guy, obviously, former first-round pick. got called up at the end of the year and made three starts in Miami. Boom, five innings, two hits, zero runs. Against the Yankees, boom, six innings, one run. At Atlanta, close things out, six innings, boom, one run. So that would be a grand total if I get my abacus out correctly. It is 17 innings, and that would be two runs, only one of them earned. So obviously Tanner Howe had a great introduction to the major leagues. He talks about this in the podcast in depth about how he felt heading into it, how he felt now that he's done it. He's down in Eric Cressy Performance Center down in Jupiter, Florida. A lot of talk there. A lot of talk about that and some really, really interesting people that he's, as we sit here, as we sit here, is learning a lot from down there. Cy Young Award winners, a very, very unique dynamic. Speaking of the unique dynamics, the first time I ever saw Tanner Haug pitch, it was actually in the backfields at Fort Myers. He was barely professional. He was one of these guys who the major leaguers went back there to get some cuts against some of the minor leaguers. It just so happened that day. Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez back-to-back. Faced this kid, Tanner Houck, fresh out of Missouri. They were high on him, but still, they knew that it was a long way to go in terms of figuring out what he was going to be as a major league pitcher. Well, what he was that day was the guy who struck out J.D. Martinez, the guy who struck out Mookie Betts. It was a moment that he's never going to forget. And I'm going to be honest with you, every time I see Tanner Houck pitch, I'm going to remember that moment. He's obviously changed dramatically since then. But there are a lot of times where you can say, I struck out J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts back-to-back. He did it that day. It's part of this conversation along with a whole lot of other stuff, including how impactful this whole run has been to Tenor House charity, which is a great, great cause. So uh, we feel like it's a pretty good podcast, a really good podcast, an excellent podcast. We appreciate Tanner being on. And keep subscribing. Keep leaving positive reviews. This is going to allow you to know when we drop our next Bradford show. We get some great ones coming up, and speaking of the great ones, here's one for you as we head on into Thanksgiving week, Tanner Houck. All right, we're honored to have on Tanner Houck, um, live from Florida, live from Jupiter, Florida. Tanner, how are you today?
1: Good, good. Uh, enjoying some warm weather down here in Florida, uh, and just excited for uh, baseball season coming up, really.
0: Well, first off, you get to uh you, congratulations you get a t shirt for being on the podcast so that's what a what a day it is for you I mean what's better being hard at warm weather and a t shirt and as I told Daniel Bard, you're allowed to cut the sleeves off if if you so desire in, in fact, we encourage it and since you're working out with Eric Cressy down there, you know this is know. the guy like I expect you to like everyone there probably showing off their guns right about now, so I'll make sure to get that to you. You cut the sleeves off, and then you'll be the the king of the castle.
1: Perfect. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture.
0: <laughs> Please, yes, that's the payoff. That's the only thing I ask, along with this podcast, to send me the picture. Um, all right, man. It's a uh, it's a different off season. <laughs> it's a different off season. Yeah. And you know we can talk about uh, you taking the same approach, and you always try to get better. But the reality is, Tanner, is that you you are now um, in in a sort of different stratosphere in terms, at least in terms of our world, I guess, Um, having done so well. I mean, like it or not, this is just how it is. When you when people come out with their projections for 2021, there's Tanner Houck's name in the in the rotation. Uh, So I guess the first question I will ask is, aside from the Aside from the, well, I'm just trying to get better and everything's the same, since the end of the year, has anything changed for you? How, how has things changed for you?
1: Uh, other than moving down to Florida, nothing's really changed. It, it, honestly, just getting back to the roots of, all right, just hone the craft and just live, you know, live it all out. And that was kind of the plan moving down here to Florida. Uh, pretty much wake up early every day, go and train, and then repeat it the next day. Uh, but nothing, nothing other than that has really changed. How, uh, so I know
0: that down at Eric Cressy's place where you're working out, there's a lot of, usually some guys, um, guys, other major leaguers, other pr- baseball players there. Who's working
1: out down there with you? Anybody that we would know of? Oh, uh, yeah. There's been some guys here and there, uh, being around the weight room, obviously, uh, Kluber's one, Verlander, another. I've seen Syndergaard there walk, uh, uh, some big name guys, and that's ultimately why I wanted to come down here. Uh, after being in the big league camp this past year, and just being around guys like Sale and Avaldi, and and just being able to like pick their brain on a day to day basis, I was like, I need this year round. You're only going to learn from people like that that have been in some elite situations, and that's what I want to surround myself with to push myself to be the best I can. So I guess that's the big difference, right? I mean, is that you're,
0: you're milling around with, like yeah. you said, Kluber and Syndergaard and Verlander. And, um, and, and I used to go out to – it's called Exos now. Um, it used to be Athletes Performance out in Arizona, you know, that type of place. And you walk in and you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is a who's who. I mean, there must be an element
1: of that for you, right? Yeah, I, I grew up watching a lot of those guys on TV. And and just seeing their careers develop, and now getting to train with them and being able to pick their brain is mind blowing. I I can't even put it into words because these are guys that I've looked up to for years now, uh, and getting to go out there and compete against them on a day to day basis, at, you know, whether it's in the season coming up or whether it's in the weight room, it's it's truly just unfathomable for me uh but it's it's exactly what i wanted i want to be around the best and that's what i I feel like i needed to do can you give me something that one of them um i mean so i know
0: it has been a long time in the off season but he's talking about picking their brain is something
1: that one of them have passed on to you like oh man you know i didn't think of it that way uh not not so much right now uh we haven't gotten too in depth with anything uh, it's mostly just been working out. I, I just kind of started throwing the ball uh, about 60 feet uh, this week. So as things kind of ramp up, as bullpens start to happen, uh, I'll, I'll be there watching and, and picking brands as much as possible. Because, I mean, you're talking about some Cy Young winners and their World Series winners, and that's the ultimate end goal for me. So, uh, yeah, whatever knowledge I can get, <laughs> I'm an open book.
0: Speaking of picking brains, have you had a chance to talk to to Alex Cora since he came back?
1: Yeah, I got to I got on a phone call with him uh, about a week ago, uh, right after he got hired. Uh, it was a brief conversation. I know that it's still crazy times, and I know that he's doing a lot of things. Uh, so we we got some time still. I mean, we got spring training coming up here in well, two months. It feels like three months. Hopefully, uh, I'm excited to get back and. I mean that's another unbelievable baseball mind that I mean I I can't wait to pick so it's it's going to be exciting exciting year for us.
0: So when you were let's say that 2018, like so you were like the guy who you were a minor leaguer, um and you know Cora was around but you know he had to tend to the major leaguers. But there was that moment, Tanner. There was yeah. that moment. You know the one I'm going to bring up, like the the backfield. I have video of it. You strike out Mookie, you strike out J.D. Martinez, right? I mean, it's yeah. – and, and so – and I don't know if, like – I don't think Alex Cora came, came running up and you said, oh, man, like that you're going to remember that. But I don't care because I remember it and I will, I will keep referencing it throughout your career.
1: And you should as well, by the way. Honestly, it's still ingrained in my, in my mind because that was my first spring training – that was my first outing ever in like a spring training. And I didn't know what I was kind of getting myself into. I, I knew I was throwing that day and they were like, hey, you're, you're throwing on this field. So I went over there, stretched, got warmed up, threw. And then all of a sudden, like, you got, you know, your one through five lineup stepping in the box. And I'm like fresh out of college, didn't really know what like else to do. And, like, it was – just to have that moment and like have that memory of like saying, like, oh yeah, I struck them out like whenever I was 21 years old, like fresh out of college is, is amazing. Uh, but it was definitely a cool moment. <laughs> it, was, it was great. And the weird thing is,
0: so you look back at like that, like you said, you, were, you weren't too far out of college. You were a completely different pitcher, right? I mean, the, I think you struck them out on
1: curveballs, right? if
0: I remember right.
1: Yeah, at the time I was throwing like a a spike. Yeah, I was throwing like a a spike slider curveball. My arm slot then was a little bit higher. Um, I mean, if you compare the videos from this past year to that time, I was a completely different pitcher uh, in terms of delivery and, and arm slot. But uh, I, I I guess we got to get a rematch now. <laughs> a Few years later.
0: <laughs> That's right. I mean, right, I mean, what's better? I mean, it, believe me, when that happens, I, I'm sorry I'm going to surface that that video because I think it's awesome. I mean, it's just it was, you know, it, it's just not a whole lot of moments on that backfield where you say, hey, you know, I know that this means nothing to a lot of people, but like you said, like you'll remember it, right? I mean, for the rest of your life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and being, like, fresh out of college, being young, not really knowing, like, what else to really, like, was going on. Like, I just kind of went out there and did what I what I wanted to do. Like, I am still that way to this day. I'm just like, give me a ball and I'll just throw it. I don't care who's in the box. Like, let's just go out there and play. Like, let's have fun. Like, I, I almost treat it like it's a – like a backyard wiffle ball game. Every time I get, you know, excited, I get a little – you know, heart pumping just a little bit more, but it it's all like the same and same. So But you had it's... to know
0: you had to think a little bit differently in that moment though. I mean you had to think like like
1: Oh yeah. My first thought was don't hit him. <laughs> <laughs> don't hit him with a fastball. <laughs>
0: yeah. But you go and, and the weird thing, so now like you said, like you had to spike her ball and, and to think about how many times, and I know that this has sort of been documented, that you're sort of the, the way that you've changed things from when you've drafted, have been drafted. But think about how many times that you've changed and where you've sort of ended up. Um, like, is it, it, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say, say how many th- times, if you say, I, I changed this many times, but it does seem like there is a pretty long list of things that you have adjusted to
1: maybe more so than a lot of pitchers, especially first-rounders. Yeah, I mean, coming out of college, I was a two-pitch pitcher. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. I had a fastball and a slider, and it was a two-seam slider combo. I didn't have a four-seam. I didn't have a, a changeup or a splitter. I didn't have anything. I, I basically got through it on my own. My mechanics were not very clean. Uh, I was landing way more cross. I, I couldn't even throw – a fastball on the outside part of the plate if you paid me a million dollars. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. So the first thing was like, all right, we got we to gotta refine it. If you're going to be a major league starter one day, you got you to gotta add a third pitch. Let's clean up the delivery a little bit to help you be able to reach the, the glove side part of the plate. Uh, and so it's been, you know, some ups and downs. And whenever you're trying things out, it's not always going to be the first thing that you try out no matter what you do in life, you're always going to have some failure, some setback. It's, it's how you bounce back from it. And, and luckily the Red Sox, you know, continue to push me and say like, no, like let's keep doing this. I didn't just take the easy way route right and say like, all right, we'll just stick them in the bullpen. Uh, I wanted to be a starter. They wanted to be, me to be a starter. So, I mean, continue to work. And that's ultimately like the, the biggest advice I would give anyone is just like whenever you fail once, all right, You got to stand back up. You may got to, you know, fail two, three, four more times, whatever it takes. But eventually, something's going to click.
0: Was there? And I know a lot. You had a lot of good mentors, a lot of good coaches along the way in the Red Sox organization. Was there something that somebody said that stuck? Like that? Sometimes that happened, right? Like it's just like it just something resonates, you know, where it might be like a sentence, it might be a conversation,
1: it might. Is there one thing? that jumps out uh just honestly be yourself whatever way you do things is like the way your body wants to work for me i i'm hypermobile i'm flexible i'm like a rubber band so i can do things a lot of people can't do uh but also it comes with its own challenges and sometimes i can't do what other people can do so you just got to listen to your body and and just be yourself. That was, that's the biggest advice. Whenever you try and be something you're not, most of the time it doesn't work because you're not being true to yourself. So for me, it was just someone t- like, they were just telling me, be yourself, just go out there, throw a sinker, throw a slider, you know, and, and we'll just work off that. And it did take some time and took I took my licks, especially the first half of the 2018 season. But it, it all came around in the end, and, and it worked out. You, you had said, like, you're, you're
0: – uh, let's go to the Tom Brady way of saying it. You're pliable. You're flexible, right? You're in uh, – are you – Yeah. Uh, here's the dumbest question of all time. Are you double-jointed? I don't think so. I mean, I, like, honestly – But I, you were the kid – you were the kid little, in gym. Maybe were, a little bit. Yeah? So, can you
1: – Maybe <laughs> a little bit, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, no, like, no,
1: yeah. I can microphone, like, with ease. You can what? Like with like, my shoulders, like I can, like go like straight back. Like you remember how Michael Phelps was always like, oh yeah, 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 his hands behind. My back? Yeah, like that's that's easy to me now. I have like, really I've been able to do that for years. Wow. Oh yeah, that's that's. I mean, if you look at my arm path, uh, my arm goes like completely behind me. <laughs> I, like you can see the ball whenever I have my arm swing behind me. <laughs> So, so you were the kid in gym class where he said, "Hey, you know, listen,
0: where you know when you're doing the stretches for the square dancing class, you are know, like, like, oh my, you're know, the gym teacher is like, oh man, Tanner, look at how Tanner's doing it, like, I, like." That, yeah,
1: no, the my favorite one was the uh, the sit and reach where you put your like feet up against the box and you had to like lean forward. I was pretty good at that one. You dominated that. Huh? Oh yeah, I was always the one trying to max it out. That's good. I am exactly the opposite.
0: Um, so you had talked about in passing the bullpen. Like you said, like I, I, I view myself as a starter. I appreciate them viewing me as a starter. But you had that moment in the end of 2019 where they put you in the bullpen, right? Were you worried that that was how they were going to view you? Like you can
1: say this now, now that you're a starter again. Uh, no, I mean, they, they were very upfront. With me right from the beginning, they were like, "We just want you to have the experience of out of the bullpen." It's just like sticking someone in a different position as a as a position player, like sticking a shortstop at second base or a third baseman at first or center fielder and left or right. So for me, I I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing the the other half of the game on the pitching side, which is the relievers, and. I think it just helps me even more because it shows that I can start and I can relieve. So I, I like to think of myself as now being able to do, you know, two different things instead of only being a starter or only being a reliever.
0: So a lot, when you were called up and you were working down the alternate side, a lot was made of, I think mean, it was your split finger, right? Your, your change up and, uh, or whatever you want to your split finger. And so, um, and yet like, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't throw it a ton when you get up, you know, because the whole thing was you got to show that you can get lefty left-handed hitters out. But, and maybe, and again, please correct mm-hmm. me if I'm off base. But to me, it was like, the slider was so good. Like that was getting left-handed hitters out. The location of the fastball was so good that that was getting left-handed hitters out. Like this, the, the, like this is a part of your equation, which you didn't need to show, but I guess it's something that you can show,
1: right? Yeah. It, so I started throwing it during the first spring training. Um, actually two days before we, we got sent home after the first spring training. So I went home, uh, and basically worked on it for a few months. Uh, but at the time I was still working on my changeup and came back to the alternate site. They were both good. Um, they, The Red Sox enjoyed both of them, but the splitter, I was able to command more in the zone. So that's why we ultimately went with that. Uh, but then, yeah, I didn't use it a lot whenever I first got called up. The The two seam, four seam slider combo, which is my bread and butter. I mean, that's that's the best combo for me was just that much more better than the splitter. And I'm, I'm still building confidence with the splitter, uh, only throwing it for... X amount of months was not enough to build an overwhelming amount of confidence to throw my third best pitch. Mm -hmm. I only threw it twice in 17 innings, Um, but that's okay. There, there's still a lot of room for improvement with it. And that's ultimately why also I moved down here to Cressy uh, and for their pitching development and harder. I'm going to need that pitch uh, in the future to throw to lefties and righties uh, because then you're just not back to the one, you know, two-pitch pitcher. Because the two-seam and four-seam, yeah, they are different. But it's still a fastball at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, for me, I just need to continue to buckle down and keep my nose to the grind and develop that pitch. So, what do you do down there? Like, when you talk
0: about the the pitching development part of Eric's, the Cressy program down there, and you said you want to work on the split finger, like, what do you do? Because it's, you know, a lot of people – when, when, when guys go down to facilities like this, they're thinking, oh, you know, it's like Pedroia going to I'm, – I'm dating myself now. Pedroia going to athlete's performance and trying to have a bench off with the offensive linemen who are getting ready for the combine, you know. But – so what do, you, what do you do down there to, to fine-tune that?
1: Yeah, it, it's a lot of data involved. Uh, that, that camera work. Uh, there's a lot of different things you can use, especially nowadays. You got the Rhapsodos, you got TrackMan, you got, you know, high-speed cameras that you can see everything, but it also comes down to, like, me to being able to feel different types of stuff. If you have all these tools, nothing really matters unless, like, you can feel what you're doing, like, with the pitch. So, for me, it's going to have to be a lot of adjustment in terms of, understanding like right, I gotta feel this on the on this particular pitch on the splitter. Um, while also trying to, you know, look at the data and understand why I felt that in a certain way, like on that given pitch. And then just trying to repeat it as much as possible. So a lot of this game is just trying to trying to be perfect, but understand you're not gonna be perfect and know that it's gonna just come with over time and, and more confidence will be built with it also. Well, speaking of
0: confidence, obviously, you, you know, it must have been, you know, confidence uh, breeds confidence. And that was clearly the case as you went along your first few starts there. If you look back at that, let's say I always, like, preface this question by saying 20 years from now, when you look back at your run, right, what is the at-bat that you're going to remember? Like, what is the – or what is the pitch that you're going to remember?
1: Probably the first one, the, my first pitch. Uh, yeah, I, I guess a lot of people would say that, no matter who you are. Like, I, I bet a lot of people would say that. But the first one definitely meant more, I guess, because like it, it just shows like I, I started playing baseball whenever I was five years old, and I'm tw- I was 24. I'm 24 now, or however many years I've been doing this uh, of work. I, I started pitching whenever I was nine years old, so. I remember being the one kid saying like, "Oh, I'm going to be a professional baseball player." Well, all right, like I got to minors and like I could say I was a professional baseball player, but like whenever I said, whenever I was nine years old, I want to be a professional baseball player. I wanted to be the one on TV wearing, you know, a Red Sox jersey or you know whatever jersey at the time. Uh, so getting to throw that first pitch in the in the majors was. Truly that memory I'll never forget. I, I was blessed enough to get the, the first ball and I still sometimes look at it like, this is where it all begins and this is the beginning of the marathon and it's time to, time to go. Do you have that moment? Like, like you said, now you, now you
0: reflect on it and you have the game plan and you have, I want to do well and, and, every, and a lot of guys will say, well, you know, once you get on the mound, it's, it's just, um, you know, it's baseball. But before you throw that first pitch, I, I assume that Vasquez was catching. i got to look it up. But um, Vasquez was yeah, catching. Was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. before you throw that, is that sort of like the, the Rocky montage where you have like flash? again, I'm dating myself. But you're like flashing to like all the memories of everything that you're talking about?
1: Yeah. I, I did have a little moment uh, before. It, it was even before I went on the field where I was like, wow. Like this is it? Like I'm about to do this, Um, but it it more hit me afterwards. Whenever I was talking with with the family and girlfriend and and everything like that, of just like I made it. Like I did what so very many people can say that they've done in their life. Like I'm living my dream now, and I don't want anyone to take it away from me. And the only way I know how to do that is to just keep going and, and just be myself. So for a lot of it, I did have those moments where I was like, wow, like, this is it. Like, like looking back at myself and like, I wish I could give, go back in time and give myself advice, just like to keep doing what you're doing and just keep going on, you know, what you got to do. But it's, it's just a lifetime of some sacrifices and great memories that I'll never, I'll never forget. Was there one hitter that were like I mean, wow well, you had
0: already struck out Mookie Betts, so I guess it didn't really make a
1: difference. Uh, no, I I I was really just kinda living in the moment and yeah. just kinda saying like, all right, just look what Vasquez is putting down. I, I have trust in him. Like he's been he's been at you know, the highest level for a while now and has called some you know of the best games. So it ultimately just was like, all right, I have full trust in him to kind of lead me through this while I'm still trying to to understand, you know, what's going on and, and get used to the situation. But ultimately it, it was just kind of, all right, just get in the flow of things do what I got to do and, and execute. Was there, was there, and this is the last time, this is the
0: last part of the whole like, oh my goodness, how awesome was it to be awesome in that moment question. But was, was there one, compliment that stood out for you because like you know obviously when you do well people are going to say nice things about you but Mm -hmm. i I can think of a couple for instance you know managers and you know after the game who who said something or player after the game was there anything that jumped out at you that was like that's cool um could be even a
1: teammate as well or uh, or i mean like they're they're like in my opinion like having like just people that have been around the game for so long go out, like go and like say like, great job. I I think that's, that's the biggest compliment I can have is, is gain the respect of, of the elders that have been in the game for a while. And the people that have been in the game for, since I was probably even born Uh, just to have their respect and have them to, you know, say great job. Like, is unbelievable. I, I'm 24 and, uh, I had Ron come up there and, you know, say great job. And he, I don't even know how many games, you know, he's watching his lifetime. So to have someone like that come up there and, and give me like the, the respect of saying great job is, is awesome. I, I'm truly honored to have everyone come up and say that. And, you know, thank you for, for everyone that reached out and said, great job. Cause I mean, without, you know, a lot of people, like a lot of those people in my life, I wouldn't be in this situation. Good job. Just wanted to, to, to give you another one.
0: Um, but, uh, the, the, you know, another, another byproduct of this was another cool thing, which is for your charity. You know, it's usually guys, you know, when you are talking yeah. about charitable endeavors, <laughs> you know, you get into a year or two or three or maybe even, you know, 10 years into the career before you get rolling – and see it in something using your platform for an impactful thing. But, you know, by the time you get to your second start, really, it was like the word of mouth and the buzz and the social media stuff for a tangible effect of you doing well, uh, impacting your charity. Like, that was a cool thing, Tanner. Like, that was a great thing. And I, and I know that
1: for you, that probably was like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's, that is good, pretty cool. Yeah, no, the the thing we said from the beginning with it was, so in 2018, when we first started, it was my first full season. I was the one saying like, all right, I don't care if we raise $100 like this year and wanted to get at least the word started with it, whether, you know, whatever was going on. I think the biggest thing we had to do was to start it and let it grow with kind of my career is what I always said was, all right, 2018 first full season, I raised like $2,000. see like the gratitude in them and just knowing that it's going to a better cause is awesome. And now to see where it's grown two years later and absolutely smashing the the total we were shooting for and, and being able to give those kids like a big check Uh, is amazing, and I, I can't wait to honestly get back and actually have a full season, uh, to see how much we can raise then. Uh, because in three starts we raised a little over like five five thousand dollars, and I mean you're talking only three starts, so I can only imagine in a, you know, full season what we can shoot for. So I'm excited to see where it goes and and how much it grows over the years. I mean we're not that far into it two years is pretty good in my opinion for where we've reached with it.
0: That is, it's really good. And it's, it's awesome that, you know, we get the ball rolling on it now too. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, so why we keep publicizing that uh, is, was there any other thing about being a major leaguer, which you didn't expect? Like, and because here's Um, here's here's the thing is that, I'll tell you mine, I wasn't a major leaguer. But when I was broadcasting the games and I went on the team plane and when I got there, they said, you want fried clams and clam chowder and shrimp cocktail? I'm like, yes. And then they're like, okay, now that you've eaten that, here's the menu
1: for dinner. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, like being – being there is amazing. Like you go through the minor leagues and like you are in some interesting spots in minor leagues that like, I, I still this day was like, uh, we we were where? Like, like in some of the, the locker rooms you've been in and stuff like that is just like, holy cow. Some of the pregames, games, like you're ordering like food after the game, before the game, because like the pregame, game isn't very good. But then like you get up to the majors and like, just, like, the quality of the food, the quality of the travel, like, it all makes it worth it in the end, like, you know, like, you've reached, like, I guess, like, the pinnacle of, like, the sport, um, so that's amazing, and, like, the the staff that coordinates it and does it and all that, like, I thank them, because without them, we don't have any of it, so they're, they're the real MVPs of it, because they make all the all the stuff go around that you don't see. Uh, we just have the fun part of it and that's, and that's to play the game. And, 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 and next year's
0: like post-game meals are going to be 10 times better too. I mean, it's like that, that's the, every, everyone's the big winner. Go, go vaccine. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I forgot to ask you. So before you I was get to the major leagues. You were at the alternate site. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Tell me your – because I don't want to single anyone out. Tell
1: me the top two hitters that you faced down there. Um, Top two hitters, top two hitters. We went through kind of a big – like, we, we went through a lot of guys while we were there. A lot of guys were fluctuating in and out. Um, well, or
0: did anyone – and maybe you didn't even face them, but like anyone like, oh, my goodness, like, people are buzzing about,
1: you know. Uh, Jaren, I mean, obviously, Jaron Duran has been absolutely tearing the cover off the ball for – the past few years or a few years because he few year. Yeah. Right. Cause um, but yeah, I mean, obviously he's a fantastic hitter and the way that I've seen him already develop is, is amazing. I know. Um, in Salem last year, he was hitting unbelievable and he came up to to Portland and kind of struggled. Uh, but to, to see him bounce back the way he did, at the alternate side and and start tearing the cover off the ball and, and not just for singles, doubles, like the the power um to all fields is, is truly amazing. And obviously you got guys like Arroyo, Bobby Dalback uh C. J. Chatham's another one. Like you're talking some really good hitters that have been Bobby and Arroyo made their debut with me this year. Or mm-hmm. Arroyo didn't. He was he was up before but
0: with the Red Sox yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For at least for the Red Sox, you know, making uh the debut with the team. I mean, those are two unbelievable hitters right there that I'm excited to play with for the next few years. Uh, so they're they're exciting to watch and I'm excited to see how much they, they grow. Well, it's it's a kind of a cool thing.
0: Like, you can – and I mean, it's a cool thing that you're – the way you're working out now and you're around the major leaguers and it's cool that you did really, really well. But I would imagine it's really, really cool to say – to look forward to what's ahead in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? I mean, you go to major league camp last year and it was like, hey, yeah, this is nice. I get really good per diem. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Yeah,
0: I mean that was yeah. yeah.
1: Getting to the the twenty one twenty twenty one season, I'm I'm so excited for. I've only been here for about a month now, uh, but I'm I'm already itching to get back over to Fort Myers and and get going in terms of spring training. Uh, it'll be an exciting year, I know. Uh, this off season, I got to put in a lot of work and go out and for twenty twenty one spring training, fighting for a spot. So I'm, I'm ready for whatever comes. Is there, is there a
0: sigh of relief now that, like, you get up there and, like, y- your goal is to be a major leaguer and you, you really think that you can be a major leaguer? But is there a sigh of relief now knowing – understanding that, you know, everyone has to get better and everything else, by sigh of relief of, hey, you know what? I proved that I can be a major leaguer.
1: A major leaguer. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I went through a, a stage where I, I questioned myself a lot. I I'm not afraid to admit it. I I was going through some struggles and and it was tough. When you're getting kicked while you're down constantly, it's it's hard to to find a lot of positives. But it just boiled down to like, all right, no, like I can do this. I can do like I I just had to wake up and just continue to tell myself like, no, I got to do this. Just like push through it, like just get through that. It'll be fine. Uh so to see like now, like, all right, I, I did make it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a sigh of relief of like like I went through it. I, I went down through the trenches and I came out the other side like ready to go and and ultimately a be- better baseball player but also a better person for it. So Next time I'm going through a struggle, it's like, all right, I know there's gonna be light at the end of the tunnel, let's do this. Like, we'll keep working and things will get better. You just gotta you gotta put your nose to the grind sometimes and know that, all right, I may be getting my teeth kicked in, but it's that little bit of light, I can see it. So uh but yeah, definitely have that sigh of relief, like, yeah. I got the I got the the initial part, like the start of the race, out of the way, now I just got to go out there and just, just hang with them and, and continue to compete. And here's the thing.
0: If, I, if you get into a bench-off with Syndergaard, you're probably going to lose, okay? I, I will 100% concede from the beginning. I won't even attempt. Okay. But, but listen, when it comes to pliability, you win. I'll win. I like to think I'd win, for sure. <laughs> All right, there is It's great catching up with you. I really appreciate everything, and um, and uh, you're always uh, fun to talk to and, and good to be around, and, and happy for
1: you. And so I look I, much like yourself. I look forward to spring training as well. I know. Hopefully, hopefully, I can see in the locker room and we can we can have some fun. So nice early mornings for us, right? It's a, it's it's the exact opposite of the real world of
0: baseball. We're getting up at six o'clock in the morning, but that's okay. I'll take anything right now.
1: I know it's it's usually such like a backwards thing during spring training. You're up early and done or, and done before noon, but usually during the season, you're getting to the field at noon and not waking up until about like ten. And it's, <laughs> and it's not only for baseball
0: players; it's for sports writers as well. So uh, yeah yes yeah, so you guys get to live it just as much as we do but you know what i think at this point tanner i think i think everyone just wants to get out of the
1: house <laughs> I, know, I i think yeah just some normalcy in our lives i think is the biggest thing but i think right now we just got to all do our part and know that all right should i should i go out to eat tonight probably not like i got food in the i got food in the fridge like i'll just make that like it's safer for me it's safer for everyone and and you just got to do your part and that's what i keep telling myself and telling other people i mean if you don't want to wear the mask just do it for your not for yourself do it for someone else so you gotta wear, the mask. You. You gotta wear the
0: mask you gotta just, wear the mask yeah
1: just for just for peace of mind for everyone else it, it just makes things simpler uh, we did it all season long and i know you know doctors do it on a day-to-day basis and, you know they may not like it but they do it what is the uh everyone safe back at home
0: back in is it Missouri
1: yeah Missouri? are you at in Chief? Illinois, are you I'm, in Chief? Illinois. Oh, I'm actually, oh. I'm actually oh. flying home I'm
0: actually oh, you're fl- flying
1: home on Sunday oh you are oh good for you Yep, good yep for you. I'm going back Thanksgiving stay there for a week get to see the family and see the dog for a little bit so it'll be good I'm excited there you go all right well everything's coming together and Tanner, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes here. Yeah, no, thank you for having me.